Here is something really enchanting. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls? This is Resonance on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com, and I am your host, Chris Michaels. We're here every single Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, we want everybody to go on over to our OnTheWakeUpRadio.com and create a profile and start contributing to all, I mean all, of the conversations that you can have over there because this is an open community and we need everybody over there as many people as possible, and also we want any sort of sponsors because we're all brilliant people here. So what does that mean? It means we know how to hump things. It means we know how to advertise. So if you know anybody that wants to have a few commercials cut for them, then let us know and we'll do it. We'll say awful things. We'll say nice things. Whatever you want us to say, we'll say it. And if you want to listen to more of me, you can go over to uh, Last Call with Chris Michaels on Spotify, Anchor, and also Apple Podcasts. So it's been a semi-exciting day so far. One of the, the, one of the weird things that occurred today was the release of a lot of the JFK files. So these files have been bat around and beaten around and thrown under the rug and swept under the rug, not only thrown under it, and kept private and hidden from so many people for so many years. Donald Trump always said that he wanted to make those files public. So the JFK files, to go backwards a little bit, they're about what went on prior to and also after the assassination of JFK. So here's the thing. These files have been kicked around, and nobody wants to release them. They were supposed to be released back in the 90s. And so we're now in 2021, 21 years after it was supposed to be released, and they released 1,500 files on, um, I think it was the, I, I forgot which part of the government released it, uh, but 1,500 files on all of this. And there are still files that haven't been released. And some of these files are probably pretty damaging because when Donald Trump was asked about why he wasn't releasing the JFK files, he was talking to um, Judge Napolitano on Fox News. Everybody remember him? Judge Napolitano is... is <clears throat> I, can't, I can't really figure him out. Some days he's good, and then other days he turns out to be a real creep. But Judge Napolitano asked Trump, because apparently they had a good relationship at the time, you know, what, what's going on with these things? We've got to get this stuff out. Why aren't you letting us get it out? And so what he said was, Judge, if you saw 
what I saw in those files, you knew that you could never release them. So what does that mean for us? What does that really, really mean? It means something along the lines of probably a domestic coup. Look into a lot of the things that J. Edgar Hoover did right after the assassination of JFK. J. Edgar Hoover was the president right after JFK. And, and J. Edgar Hoover, not J. Edgar Hoover, God almighty, not the guy that cross-dresses. Wrong guy, Lyndon B. Johnson, Lyndon Baines Johnson, the tall Texan. That's what J. Edgar Hoover. Jesus Christ almighty. I'm not even drinking, and I'm already screwing things up. How much of an idiot am I? Well, you know what? This is what you get when you broadcast brilliance four days a week minimum. Some days are just going to screw up. So anyway, not J. Edgar Hoover, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Look at all the things that he did right after uh, JFK's assassination, and you suddenly realize that more than likely President Johnson had something to do with it. And he was on, uh, there's a photograph of him on, I forget which Air Force it was, either Air Force One or Two, and he's smiling there. And I think uh, JFK's wife is on the plane, but she's looking in the other direction, and very, very bizarre behavior. So what does this all mean? It means that if some of these files haven't been released, it's probably for good reason. Now, a lot of the research that we find out is really focusing on the CIA's role. You all know the famous quote from JFK that he wanted to splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces or, or destroy or break apart the CIA into a thousand splinters or something along those lines. So he wasn't a friend of them. And then if you start to read up on a lot of the other eyewitnesses and other people in the intelligence networks during JFK's assassination and a little bit afterwards, you start to hear about rumors regarding something called the UFO files. And so in the UFO files, we're talking about information that has been gathered since at least 1947 from Roswell, New Mexico. And the, the, the UFO files, that's exactly what you think it is. So you know the government has been researching UFOs, or now they're called UAPs, uh, for, since at least 1947. So apparently JFK realized that the UFO files were so dramatic and such a risk to national security that he felt as though that the globe, everybody on the planet, needed to know about these UFO files. And so rumor had it that he intended to share the UFO files with the Russians. So you can't go around doing something like that, because if you've got the UFO files, then what you're really saying is, is that you've got more intelligence, you've got more technology than the other side. And if you have that, then you could win the Cold War. And you've got all these warmongers surrounding JFK. So that is another angle to this. And when we hear things like Trump saying, well, if you saw what was in there, you knew that I couldn't release it. You start to start realize that, hey, maybe JFK's assassination didn't have so much to do with a lone nut. I don't think anybody believes that story anymore. But JFK's assassination probably has to do with the sharing of information about an external threat, such as an alien invasion, if we're being silly about it, or 
an intradimensional or interdimensional uh, potentially invasion, but possibly also a corruption uh, in this realm. So you're talking about very, very grand ideas. And of course, being that some of these documents have not been released, the ones that they do release are going to lead us down in the JFK files, the assassination files that have been released. They're going to lead you down and lead us down a specific road a road that they want us to believe in, a road that should seem relatively plausible given the circumstances around the time of the event. So immediately, 1,500 files have been released. I started to skim some of them, and a lot of it, a lot of it requires a lot of research because I found a whole bunch of names that I've never even heard of. You know, I researched it all. Like, I, I, like everything else I do, I go wide and shallow. So... When I was researching and looking into it, I, I couldn't make heads or tails of anything because there's so much there. I have to do research on so many names that I don't know and try to find links between them and everything else. Um, but the Daily Mail immediately, somehow, some way, was able to sift through 1,500 files and came out with this article, Classified JFK Assassination final, uh, Files Are Finally Released. Lee Harvey Oswald was in contact with a member of the KGB two months before shooting, and the CIA was told that Russia was planning to pay a hitman $100,000 to kill the president a year before he died, so in 1962. Now, to me, this seems like a limited air out. They don't want the CIA's fingerprints anywhere near this, but they know that the CIA's fingerprints are all over it. So what do they do? They allow you, and this is the classic thing. They did this all throughout Trump's presidency. They allow this, this same kind of tactic. They allow you to infer, not based upon any evidence, just based upon inference. So they see the thing with gray information. It's not, it's not clear cut. It's not black and white. It's very, very gray, vague information, and it allows you to go down a road and say, oh, clearly this is the ultimate answer, but you're not basing it off of any evidence. You're only basing it off of little hints and drops and vagaries here or there. So, of course, they're going to make it appear as though that the Russians and the KGB were behind the JFK assassination. Now, for me, what I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second, because if you've got all of these people from behind the scenes that have since come out since the assassination that say, well, JFK was intending on sharing the UFO file with the Russians, then why would the Russians try to hire him or hire somebody, hire a hitman to kill him? That doesn't make any sense. And also, they never ever, apparently, according to this article in the Daily Mail, they never dispute the fact that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. So, or the, I shouldn't say the fact because it's not a fact. No one believes that he acted alone. So, how could they actually say that these files were released with any sincerity? It's an operation. It's a limited air out. They're giving you a lot of information. They're dazzling you with information, and they're trying to get you off the trail. They never are going to release all of the information. It happened in 1963. It's 2021 with a 20-year delay since the files were supposed to be released. Do you really think they're going to be honest now with you? Of course not. 
Of course not. Especially if those files implicate the CIA, the FBI, and whoever else, Department of Justice, and, and their operatives that go after JFK. Of course, that is not going to be the case. But the, if anybody with two brain cells can see or analyze the Zapruder film or any of the evidence around JFK's assassination, you can clearly see that JFK probably had multiple shooters, or Dealey Plaza had multiple shooters, and more than likely Lee Harvey Oswald was not the shooter. And if he was a shooter, he wasn't alone. So why don't any of these documents, so far the ones that people have gone through, say that Lee Harvey Oswald didn't act alone? He could have been at Dealey Plaza during that day. He could have been one of the assassins, but he certainly didn't act alone. So my verdict here so far, based upon the research that anyone has done and what this, the, the brief skimming that I've done, is that this is a limited air out. It's meant to take you off the trail. It's meant to shut down any suspicions that you might have. And it's also meant to gear you up for a confrontation with Russia in the Ukraine. Notice, it's Russia that's the bad guy. Oh, the KGB, Russian intelligence, they wanted to spend over $100,000 to hire a hitman to kill JFK. They're already seeding you with this kind of information to make sure that Russia is going to be the bad guy. This is Resonance via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. I am Chris Michaels, and I will be right back. This is Residence on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. This is Chris Michaels, and we're here every single Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's right, you're engaged in broadcasting excellence and brilliance and all of the other adjectives of positivity that's associated with... I don't know. I, I'm kind of lost. I don't know why I'm so scattered tonight. What's the deal with this? I, I can't get out of it. I don't know why. You know what it is? It's the end of the year. My, my day job is grinding down on me, and, and I just need to take time off. That's exactly what it is. And so that leads us to the topic of censorship and the utter lunacy that is going on across social media platforms. Of course, you had the court case that came out where Facebook was defending itself. So all throughout 2020, we suddenly saw the advent of fact checkers. Well, in this, in this court case, and, and by the way, those fact checkers were responsible for people getting kicked off of social media platforms like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And they, everybody took them at face value. Oh, well, it says fact checker in their profile. Oh, this article that somebody posted, it has a fact check in it, so it must be false. I'll give you an example. Does everybody know Dr. Robert Malone? Dr. Robert Malone was one of the people that created the mRNA vaccine platform. He has gotten the inoculation, and he is one of the most outspoken opponents of vaccines, especially with these mRNA gene therapy platform uh, shots. So 
anything that you post about Dr. Malone or anything that you repost from Dr. Malone is immediately fact-checked and dubbed false information. Why? Because in these articles it says Dr. Malone invented the mRNA vaccine, right? So Facebook says, no, this is a false article because Dr. Malone wasn't the inventor. He was one of the inventors. So that means that anything else Dr. Malone says is hereby false, and you should never, ever, ever pay attention to Dr. Malone ever again. And they used Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, those kinds of groups. They used these fact checkers as justification to delete people and get them off their platforms. Anybody that was not saying anything that was going along with the narrative, immediately you were ousted from the social media platforms, and that's it. There's no other way about it. So here is what happened in that court case. They said, Facebook said that their fact checkers are really nothing more than opinions. So that means that the fact-checkers aren't really fact-checkers. All they are are merely people that are paid for by the companies that they are fact-checking articles on, so like a Pfizer. So they're, other, they're lobbyists. They are proactive lobbyists that make sure that no negative press gets put out against the businesses that they represent, and Facebook is paying for it. So to say that Facebook is suddenly uh, looking for the truth out there. They're not looking for the truth. They never were looking for the truth. And this just goes to prove it, that all of these fact checkers are nothing more than opinion makers. Basically, the same thing that you or I were doing all along. Twitter today really got into some Dutch because now that Jack Dorsey has been kicked out of Twitter, he decided to, I don't know, uh, go for a shave and then jump off of a cliff. This new clown is the head of, uh, of Twitter, and the new guy is even more tyrannical than Jack ever was. He does not believe in free speech. He does not believe that everybody's opinion should be heard. He is all about censorship. And so th they did go through a bit of a purge over the last week or so where just a ton of accounts got deleted no warnings, just everybody's banned. So Twitter came out in its one of its policies. And this was under the, where is this? This is ah, what their fact-checking policy. So I'll just read the policy a little bit. We may apply labels to tweets that contain, for example, this is from Twitter's own uh, FAQ, false or misleading claims that people who have received the vaccine can spread or shed the virus or symptoms, or immunity to unvaccinated people. And it says it right in there. It says false or misleading information. This change was made on December 2nd, and the policy contradicts the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Guidance, which notes that the risk for SARS-CoV-2 infection in fully vaccinated people cannot be completely eliminated as long as there is continued community transmission of the virus. So what does that mean? It means that these vaccines don't stop people from getting the virus. It only stops people from getting the symptoms, potentially, because there's a load of other symptoms that we hear about. So they had to change it. They had to change it. 
instead of false or misleading claims that people who have received the vaccine can shed or spread uh, can spread or shed the virus to unvaccinated people, they had to change it to uh, who have received the vaccine can shed or spread the vaccine to unvaccinated people, the vaccine or symptoms or immunity to unvaccinated people. So there's a bit of a difference, right? Because if they left it the way it was, where they said even those that have to have received the vaccine can still shed the virus or spread the virus, that means they would have to cancel the NIH, the National Institute of Health. They would have to cancel Dr. Walensky. They would have to cancel Dr. Fauci. They would have to cancel almost every single medical journal that has an account on Twitter because it has been proven that even though you are vaccinated, it does not mean you have immunity. It doesn't mean that you've destroyed the virus. It only means that you do not have the symptoms of the virus. So they quickly had to change it to you. Uh, it's, it's patently false to claim that people that receive the vaccine can shed or spread the vaccine, even though there's plenty of evidence that says that people can do that. I have a friend works in a school district and she is not vaccinated. Everyone around her is. And as soon as these people got vaccinated, her menstrual cycles got all screwed up. She never had the vaccine. Other people around her got the shot. So what happened there? What kind of transmission occurred there? Why did this poor girl's menstrual cycle get messed up? despite the fact that other people got the inoculation and she didn't. I think, I would, I would assume that the reason for that is whoever has gotten the inoculation are now resonating at a different frequency and also interacting with other people's electromagnetic fields. They've created, if, I, if, if my assumption is correct, they've almost created a hive mind type of continuity in the vaccinated and they're using 5g or some sort of electromagnetic frequency to make everyone resonate on the same frequency and ultimately everybody shares the same kind of side effects and the same kind of immunity so this is resonance on on the wake up radio.com i am chris michaels it's resonance on on the wake up radio.com oh good god almighty we are here every single Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m., but this week is 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. because we're just a bunch of silly gooses here on, on thewakeupradio.com. And uh, that's it. You're just going to have to deal with it. And if you want to find me in other places, just fire up Google and do a search for me on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Last call with Chris Michaels. So the COVID narrative, is starting to clearly break down. What, what did we have? We had Amtrak say that, oh, we're not going to be enforcing our vaccine mandate policy anymore. And they said, Amtrak is announcing today that we will revert to our original vaccine mandate policy, which allows employees to submit negative COVID-19 tests as an alternative to vaccination. And, oh, my goodness, after the executive order from President Biden was struck down by the federal court, the, the decision, quote-unquote, caused the company to reevaluate our policy and to address the uncertainty surrounding the federal requirement. No, 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 no. What you were trying to do 
was something that was illegal. You were trying to force your employees to take an inoculation that's only available under emergency use authorization. It was never approved, or the only product that was approved was Cominardi, and you can't find it anywhere. This is crazy. Why don't you have enough people? Well, they fired everybody for not getting an inoculation, and now they're in the lurch, and they can't do anything about it. And so now they're trying to have all of these people they fired come back to work. In some cases, uh, you know, I guess they have mobile nurses or something like that, and they allow, they're trying to hire them for almost three times the value of what a regular nurse would have been if they just kept them instead of firing them. So they're now spending almost three times the cost for a nurse than if it was just to leave the people and the, the current staff alone and allow them to be tested. That's all you had to do. But they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. And so what are we finding out about all of these hospitals that are in the lurch because of all these people that are suddenly coming down with COVID. First thing is, obviously, the, the statistics are all screwed up. The, uh, the, the, what does Biden call it? He calls it the, oh, what is it? Uh, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, if you look at any of the stats, most of the people in there have had at least one shot, and they, and most of the COVID patients. I've had two shots, if not three. So you're talking about people that have done whatever Joseph Biden has wanted them to do, and they're still being inundated. They're still not having enough staff in there to compensate for the amount of people they laid off and for the amount of patients that are coming in. I mean, this moron, Joe Biden comes out and he says, what's the big deal about vaccine mandates? I mean, he says this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, not the vaccinated, the unvaccinated. That's the problem. Everybody talks about freedom, about not to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? How about patriotism? How about you make sure you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anyone else? What about that? What's the big deal? Oh, God. First off, I'm surprised he even got those words out of his mouth. Never mind uh, being able to stay awake. And now he's questioning everybody's patriotism. And now he's questioning why you're not doing it. Why aren't you getting a gene therapy platform that's only available under emergency use authorization? Well, I don't know. Doesn't that imply that it's experimental? Why, yes, it does, because it is experimental. If it wasn't experimental, it would be approved. And this is from GQ Pan from the Epic Times. This is all about Cornell University. So Cornell University, 900 people have suddenly come down with COVID. So this is the stats from their own website. 97% of the population of Ithaca, New York campus, has been fully vaccinated. 100% of the professional staff. 98% of employees, 99% of undergrads. And yet, and yet they closed down the campus. Everybody is to be in remote learning because of a COVID outbreak. You can't get closer to 100% of your population to be vaccinated than those statistics 
coming out of Cornell University. And here we are having to once again close down. What does this tell you? It tells you that the vaccines either don't work or the vaccines are being or are really inoculations and there's something else in the vaccines that they want you to be injected with and they're not telling you about what that something is. That's what they're telling you. Or that's what this implication is. So they even say this. While the campus is locked down, university activities involving undergraduates and all university-sponsored events, no more. Libraries and gyms, closed. Students are also advised to get negative COVID-19 test results before any travel. Which means that if now that the semester is pretty much over and we're pretty much done with the finals, it's not uh, in the middle of finals week. If you test positive for COVID-19, regardless of vaccine status, regardless of symptoms, you could be asymptomatic and still somehow test for COVID-19 or test positive for COVID-19, then you're not allowed to trap, which means you are quarantined and interned in your dorm room on college campus. How is that legal? How can a school say you aren't allowed to leave? Continuing, visitors and guests are not allowed on campus, except when you pick up your kid. Any student has not been tested negative in the past 48 hours, you get a supplemental test. Students are encouraged to stay in Ithaca in their residences until their test results are received, on and on and on. The point is, is that they are creating an atmosphere of concentration camps. They are creating an atmosphere that allows you or allows them to subject their populations to dictatorial mandates, saying that you're not allowed to move. Even in Germany, this came out too. Unvaccinated people in Germany are supposed to wear yellow wristbands. Where does that sound familiar for? Oh, I don't know. Almost 100 years ago in Germany itself, when the Jews had to wear yellow armbands. It's the same thing. The same thing is happening. People need to wake up. And the other thing they need to wake up to is that no matter how many times the French or the Italians, Germans, Austrians, Australians, whatever it is, doesn't matter how many times, how many people show up for these anti-vaccine mandate lockdown protests on the weekends, but they're still going to work and abiding by mandates during the week, it doesn't matter. They're letting those people blow off steam. They're still enforcing the mandates. They're still introducing vaccine passports. Still doing all of it. All of it. None of that is stopping. So the ultimate question that everyone starts to ask now is what's the point of the protests? It's a massive bark with absolutely no bite. And the reason that this is happening, and we can look to Rand Paul. This is from Summit News. He just flat, flat out says, and, and correctly, he says that this kind of behavior, the COVID mandates are about conditioning the American individual to submit to government. And he's 100% right. Paul responded to comments made 
last week by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who compared anti-vaxxers in this chamber, talking about this, the House of Reps and the Senate, to flat earthers from 400 years ago. And he says, well, Schumer left out one thing. When they were denying that the earth went around the sun, it was the government denying that, and it was an independent scientist trying to set them straight. Now, I'm not going to get into the heliocentric model here, whether or not they live, we live on a flat earth with a firmament or whatever, because there's a good argument for that. But the argument still stands that Mr. Paul made. And he goes, I don't think it's about science anymore. It's really about the conditioning of the American individual to submit to government. And you're right. He was talking to Dan Bergino. And you're right. It never ends. The goalposts will continue to change. You know, under socialized medicine, when we centralize all controls, most of the decisions are made by government bureaucrats like Fauci. He's 100% correct. And that's exactly what they want. And this is my prediction. My prediction is that they are going to start tying Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, all of that stuff to inoculation status. If you have not been injected with anything, then you are not eligible for your unemployment check, for your Social Security check, for any of it. For any sort of government uh, fund, whatever it is, it is gone unless you get to show your vaccine status to a government bureaucrat like a little gnome like Dr. Fauci. So that's the ultimate goal here, and that's what we have to watch out for, and Rand Paul is 100% correct. This is about subjugation, not education. So this is On the Wake Up Radio, and I am Chris Michaels for the show Resonance. This is Chris Michaels, and this is Resonance on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. And uh, we're just in the final stretches here. We're usually here from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But now this particular week, it's 6.30 to 7.30, so we've got another scant 10 minutes of broadcasting amazingness and brilliance. Um, and if you want to find me, go over to Last Call Podcast and find me anywhere and all that good stuff. So, you know that I bring this up occasionally because I think it's relatively important. And it's this whole idea of human trafficking and Ghislaine Maxwell and everything else. At this point, if you don't realize what's going on, that the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is nothing more than a sham, then I don't know what to tell you because it is. You've got the lead prosecution is the daughter of James Comey, former FBI director, the one that sank Trump at every single turn, the one that betrayed Trump and spy on Trump before and after the election. His daughter is the lead prosecutor. And then you've got the judge, who's up for a big-time promotion thanks to Democrat Chuck Schumer and Democrat Joseph Biden. Um, So do you really think the judge is going to uh, be doing anything in a fair way? Of course not. She's biased. They both have a conflict of interest here. So 
the, the first thing that you have to realize is that the prosecutor, the prosecutor, she has, she knows where all of the bodies are buried. She knows the disgusting depravity that all of these elites engaged in. She's got all of the names. She knows when they visited Little St. James, Great St. James. She knows when they visited Florida, Manhattan, or New Mexico. She has all the names. She never went after Ghislaine Maxwell, saying, if you don't squeal, these names are coming out. She never submitted the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs in her court case because she's trying to protect her friends and her father's friends from getting notoriety. That's what's going on here. She rested her case pretty much after 14 or 10 business days, 14 calendar days. You've got on the stand as a defendant, probably the most well-connected pedophile and child trafficker ever to see a judge's face. And you rest your case after two effing weeks? This is done. This is done. So now the defense gets to say a few things. But what the overall message here is with this case is that the pedophiles are about to be unleashed and the old style of America is back. And this is happening all across the West. Because former Danish minister, uh, what's her name? Oh, man, I don't know if I can pronounce this. Stojberg. It's got an O with a little funny thing in the, in the middle of it. Stojberg, I guess. Uh, she is uh, from Denmark, and she is being sentenced to 60 days in prison for opposing child marriages. Because they were taking immigrants from all across the Far East, like Afghanistan and Syria and everything else. They're all coming over with children, with female children brides. Because that's what they were doing. These parents have no money, so they're selling off their children. In other words, trafficking kids. And this person, Inger Stolzberg, was thrown into prison for saying, no, this isn't something we should be accepting in Danish society. They're telling you to start accepting pedophiles. Do you remember that uh, libs of TikTok that came out? Teacher was saying, well, you know, you can be attracted to children, and since you don't act on it, uh, it, it, the word pedophile has a negative connotation to it, so not all pedophiles are bad. And we should really start accepting the term pedophile and accepting pedophiles in society. No, no, I'm not going to start accepting people that want to have sex with two-year-olds and three-year-olds and children, toddlers, preteens. No, I'm not going to accept something like that, you lunatic. So what is really going on behind the scenes? And you have to look at somebody like Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood was a big-time Trump supporter. Now, Lynn Wood, you can go either way. I brought him up last week. But you can go either way with Lynn Wood because he donates to Democrats and he donates to Republicans. But lately, he has been dropping the hammer on General Flynn. General Flynn was the hero of the conservatives. He was out there being prosecuted by the Democrats left and right. General Flynn is a Democrat. He's always been a Democrat. 
But I suspect that they were throwing him up there as a psychological operation and trying to paint him in the same light as Donald Trump, despite the fact that he was, well, a Democrat. So General uh, uh, Lynn Wood has been dropping bombs about the Pentagon Pedophile Task Force and trying to link it to General Flynn. Now, we tried to link some nefarious activities to General Flynn last week with that weird, bizarre church that he somehow knew word for word uh, the prayer from one of the leaders of that church, which also had bomb shelters and was buying firearms illegally and still miraculously throughout the world holding retreats for teens and preteens. That doesn't sound evil at all. So Lynn Wood has been dropping all of this material, and it is starting to be rather telling. And I'm going to leave you with this. You can find it now on various telegrams, such as, if you go to Telegram, the app, such as General Flynn Exposed. And it talks about, basically, one of the things that Lynn Wood has been bringing up and has seen evidence for. And it's extremely disturbing. It describes a rape. It describes child torture. It describes child murder. It describes pedophilia in all of its disgusting, reprehensible details. And this account mentions Hillary Clinton by name. Now, this account that was posted on here, I'm not going to read it because it's so disturbing, but it clearly points out the type of individuals that we have to start going after and demand accountability from. People like Hillary Clinton, potentially people like General Flynn. And we know just from the public videos and the photographs that we see of the current person in the White House, we know that someone like him probably is eyeball deep in these disgusting activities. So this is it. This is Residence. I am Chris Michaels. You've been listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. You can uh, head over to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com and sign up there and uh, participate in any of the conversations. And you can also find me at the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels anywhere that you listen to your other podcasts. Until next week, enjoy and gird your loins. Merry Christmas, baby. You sure did treat me nice. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Sing the On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.